Hey everybody and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking about climate change and air pollution with Jason West, an associate professor of environmental science and engineering. Your research here at Carolina focuses on climate change and air pollution. But what's the big tie between those two? How does climate change impact air quality and air pollution? So climate change has several different effects on air pollution. One is through just changing meteorology. So hotter temperatures drive the chemical reactions that form pollutants like ozone faster. There's other effects, places where that will get less rainfall or actually places that have less frequent rainfall would be expected to have more air pollution because that rainfall removes pollutants from the atmosphere. Another effect would be under hotter temperatures, trees actually emit more pollutants. So it's a coping mechanism that trees have to deal with high temperatures that they evaporate organic pollutants that then can contribute together with human-caused pollution to an overall level of pollution. So there's several ways that, that climate change could affect air pollution. And then how does that impact people's health? What are some of the health hazards that come along with this increase in air pollution? Well, that's a difficult question, but in some cases we don't know entirely the physiological linkages, but there is a lot of evidence, you know, from 50 years of research or more that suggests that from epidemiological studies that there's clear links between air pollution and a number of different health effects. And the health effect we were most interested in here was premature mortality or people dying earlier. So we know from large studies that have looked statistically over the United States, over Europe, and some other parts in the world, that there's relationships between day-to-day air pollution and increased mortality, or you could say uh, relationships chronically between high air pollution in more polluted places that has a greater effect on, on health and causes people to die earlier. How many people currently die each year because of complications from air pollution like this? We understand that air pollution is actually probably the most important environmental risk factor for health and ranks very highly with other things that we widely appreciate. So we think that about four and a half million people die prematurely each year all around the world due to exposure to outdoor air pollution. Here in the United States, that number is about 100,000 early deaths each year due to outdoor air pollution. In the United States, that's about 1 in 26 deaths. On the global scale, that's about 1 in 12 deaths globally. So air pollution really is very important for health. As we look to the future, the biggest driver of changes in air pollution we expect to be changes in emissions. And as air pollution is already going down here in the United States, but of course it's getting worse in places like China, India, and Africa, and And there's huge populations of people exposed to high air pollution in those places. But as those countries get richer, we by and large expect that they're going to invest more and bring their air pollution down through the same kinds of regulations and investing in emission controls that we've done here in the United States. So we expect that to go down in the future. And again, that change in emissions is expected to be the most important change for air pollution globally in the future, more so than the change in in climate. And, And that was our focus here. In one of your recent studies, you looked into how this could all impact things in the future. So let's talk about that study a little bit. What were you looking at in this study and what were your results? Well, we were interested in here how climate change would be expected to change 
air pollution in the future, and therefore that change in air pollution on premature human deaths. So how many people dying prematurely in the future that can be attributed to increases in air pollution caused by future climate change? So we looked at a scenario of future climate change. Nobody knows exactly what it's going to be like, not just because of scientific uncertainty, but because we don't know what the world's future greenhouse gas emissions will be like. But we looked at what we, what you might consider a business-as-usual scenario of future climate change that has you know no real policy or international strategy to, to deal with climate change. So sort of climate change if left unaddressed. And we looked at then the effect of that on air pollution and therefore on health. And we looked at two time slices, which were 2030 and 2100. We estimated that the number of deaths that could be attributed to air pollution caused by climate change would be about 60,000 additional deaths globally in the year 2030 and about 260,000 deaths in the year 2100. When you were looking at these models and then at the results of this study, did you see that any specific parts of the world are going to be affected more by this? Well, we looked at the results on each continent or you could say world region and found that basically climate change was likely to make air pollution more severe in all world regions actually except for Africa. And we think that the results there turned out differently because Africa strides the equator. And near the equator, we expect climate change to cause more rainfall. That increase in rainfall will remove pollutants from the atmosphere. And at least in that central part of Africa near the equator, we expect air pollution to go down. Why do you think that this study was so important to do? And what do you want people to take away from the results? Yeah, I think climate change is important for health. I think the public has an image of climate change that it's about the planet changing, about polar bears going extinct. And I think the more we research about climate change, we're learning more and more that it's important for people. And, and here we're finding that it's important for health. So climate change could affect health by a number of different ways, through increases in heat stress, through changes in infectious diseases, through severe storms, through access to food and water. And our study here, you know, it was known that climate change might affect air pollution, but our study here is really the best available today to be able to put some numbers on how important climate change will be for air pollution and air pollution-related deaths in the future. And the magnitude of the number that we get suggests that this effective climate change on air pollution and therefore on health is as important as many of the other factors by which climate change affects health that I mentioned before, the access to food and water, heat stress, et cetera. And it might not be what people would guess at first, but this actually is an important pathway by which climate change could affect health. So what's the next step on this topic? Is there a second phase to this study, or is there something that you want to look at deeper now that you have these results? Well, one of the things about our study, uh, one of the strong points about it was that we used a number of different models. Basically, a, a bunch of different climate modeling groups all ran the same experiment. And then for each of those climate models, we assessed the effect on human health individually for each model and then pulled together over all of the models to get the numbers I, I mentioned to you before. But it turned out that there was quite a bit of disagreement among the models. And we think that there's good reasons for that. And I think the field really has more work to do in order to understand more specifically how climate change might affect air pollution. One good example is we expect in a hotter, drier climate 
that there's going to be more forest fires. And forest fires are a big sort of variable in the world of air pollution. When it happens, you get really bad air pollution for a few days, but then it doesn't happen again for a while. And so if forest fires are becoming more common and more severe in the future, that's obviously concerning for air pollution. And I would say right now we don't have a a good handle on the effect of climate change on forest fires. So that's one example of where we need some more, have some more work to do to get these models to agree with one another better and to come up with more robust estimates for the future. So going back to those numbers that you mentioned before of how many people may prematurely die because of this air pollution and because of climate change, are these numbers set in stone or is there still something that we can do to prevent this from happening? Yeah, absolutely. And it's by, you know, um, taking action to control greenhouse gas emissions. And there's all kinds of ways that we can do that. Interestingly enough, my lab had done another study that was published a few years ago where we asked something of the opposite question. So here we were interested in what's the impact of climate change. And a few years ago, we had done a study that asked the question, if we take action to control climate change, what would the benefits be for air pollution and for human health? So One of the benefits you can see from our study here would be slowing down climate change and its effect on air pollution. But it turns out that if we take action to control climate change, we're probably, in most cases, doing things that both reduce greenhouse gases and reduce air pollutants at the same time. So, for example, if we were to shift away from coal-fired power plants and adopt instead Uh, renewable energy, that's a win for climate change. We're reducing greenhouse gases, and it's a win for air pollution, so we're improving air quality at the same time. So we looked at what the effects would be if the whole world basically took action to address climate change, and we looked at all the different kinds of actions that could be taken from the transportation sector, from electric power, from major industries, from forestry, and from agriculture, too. And we basically let our computer models pick the cheapest ways of reducing greenhouse gas emissions and then looked at what the effect of those changes were on air pollutant emissions. And we found that this strategy that would go a long way towards slowing down climate change would actually avoid, by 2100, 2 million deaths per year, which is a big number. And actually then when we put a dollar sign associated with those deaths, so we monetize that benefit, We found that that benefit in monetary terms actually outweighed the cost of reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the first place. So you can make an argument just from a cost-benefit point of view that taking action to, to slow down climate change, which is obviously a good thing to do for all kinds of impacts that climate change could cause, but that it could be justified in economic terms solely for the benefit of reducing air pollution and improving human health globally. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Android apps.